I'm gonna need a five-star review. Five-star ride. I'd like to share with you one of our five-star reviews. Hey, five stars. Matt Bonaparte and Brad Klein back with you on Orange Fizz Radio. It's time for five-star review. Brad, this is our first five-star review together. Let's hop right into it. We just talked about some football. Let's continue that thought. Jacoby Spells, an athlete, 5'11", 170 out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida, is a Syracuse target. He's a four-star, probably going to play defensive back. How huge would he be if Syracuse got him? It'd be a game-changer. It would be probably, potentially... A job-saving move, a job-saving recruit for Dino Babers, potentially. If he goes 1-10, or with one win again this season, I should say, it's going to be hard for John Wildack to keep him, but I actually think this is such a make-it-or-break-it year for Dino that he has to win a few games, maybe even four or five, to salvage his job. So if he can prove to Wildack, hey, I can recruit. You brought me in to recruit. I can do it. This is proof then we're talking, but I don't think Jacoby Spells is going to Syracuse either way. Not many do. He's probably going to end up as a Miami Hurricane, but you're right. I think that this could be a uh, job-saving recruit for Dino, especially if you do add him to that defensive back room that is already so talented and you really bolster that unit. I think that this team could start winning games, this defense could start being respected, and Syracuse you know, could start being respected as a program a little bit more. All right, let's talk about where they are respected as a program, and that's on the basketball court. Kyle Filipowski is a name that Syracuse fans have been hearing through the recruiting cycle. A four-star recruit, he's 6'11", 230. This guy, talk about a, a game or a, a game-changing recruit. I mean, this is it for Syracuse. Yeah, Filipowski coming in, and, and it's either him or Klingon that Syracuse fans really want. I feel like they're kind of two schools of thought, Filipowski or Klingon, but I don't think either one would make Syracuse fans unhappy because he could step in and in that first visit that he had uh, just a couple days ago with that Sy- with the Syracuse staff on campus saw Whitman liked Whitman it was a family atmosphere apparently but they compared him to Marek Dolajai and, and and Tyler Lydon and so there is a precedent there are players that Syracuse wants him to watch and say hey their success could be your success and then some I think it's a pretty good chance. There's a pretty good chance that Filipowski lands in Syracuse. Only problem is, it's the first tour. There are a lot more schools that are going to be a lot more fresh in his mind come decision time. Yeah, so on his, you know, the top five on his list right now consists of Syracuse. You've got Duke on there, Ohio State's in there, Iowa as well, and they all have visits that are coming down the road. So Syracuse being that early in the visit cycle could come back to bite them, but Filipowski would be huge for this team. Like you mentioned, a Marek Dolajai type, a guy who's very tall. He's got more meat on the bone than Dolajai did, and I think he's a little bit more talented maybe than Marek was. But Filipowski coming in and being a part of that 2022 class with Kamari Lands could really change this program and, and put them back on the trajectory they were maybe in the, in the early 2010s. And does it's interesting, it, though, Bones, because we're talking a lot about Filipowski, and we're trying to get into his head. We all know that we we have talked to Filipowski about this, and we don't know him personally, but it's going to be one of two things when it comes to the recruiting trail and what he's seeing on his tours. Either it's not going to be fresh in his head, Syracuse, and that's going to hurt them, or now that Syracuse is on his radar mentally and he's seen Syracuse, he will be comparing Syracuse to every other tour. So if he sees Iowa, for example and he's touring Iowa, 
and for whatever reason he likes the grayness of central New York and the cold and whatever of central New York more than Iowa, he could say, okay, Iowa's nice, but it's no Syracuse. Exactly. And here's my question for you, Brad, uh, and one that I think I'll answer myself. If you get Kyle Filipowski, does that end the ongoing conversation of Syracuse never gets a big man, Syracuse never gets a talented big man, you haven't had one since Rakeem Christmas, does that end that conversation? Not really, because (laughs) you're talking, uh, how can you really end that discussion when he's being compared to Tyler Lydon and Marek Dolajai by the Syracuse staff, two quote-unquote centers, but in reality power forwards, that are on that track and are on that dark cloud, under that dark cloud of, oh, well, Syracuse never gets a center. They had to play Tyler Lydon at the five. They had to play Marek Dolajai at the five when they were both wings. So, no, to me, it doesn't make any real difference. I think Klingon is really the true five of the group, and that would end the, de- the, de- the debate, I should say. But in reality, if you really want to end the debate, it's not landing a recruit, it's hitting on a recruit. And Filipowski, Klingon, if they go to Syracuse, they need to perform well to end that. I agree with you 100% that Filipowski doesn't end that conversation, but Klingon might as he's more of a traditional big man. But like you said, Filipowski being compared to guys who were shoved into the role that maybe they weren't built for doesn't exactly help his case. Uh, in that sense. All right, now on to our third topic of five-star review. You're here with Matt Bonaparte and Brad Klein. Coach K, obviously retiring, as he mentioned uh, and, and announced that he will be leaving Duke after this upcoming season. What does that do to their recruiting game? Duke has been a dominant recruiting force for many, many seasons. In my head, the year that sticks out the most was the Zion, Cam Reddish, R.J. Barrett year, where they were, what, three of the top four recruits in the country all going down to Durham? That's ridiculous. Um, What does that do, Coach K leaving? Obviously, I think it will have some impact, but what kind of impact do you think it has? I think it will have an impact, and I think it should be noted that Duke already has a transition plan intact in when it's going to be a seamless transition of power and their top assistant will take over and it's going to be fine because while Krzyzewski's not there, it will still be Duke basketball. The only real way to quantify that is how many recruits do they get? How many will Kyle Filipowski go? Because you mentioned he is also on their radar. He is also one of their offers and they could really use him too. So, do they get him, right? And, and Filipowski, when he tours, is he going to be bummed out when Krzyzewski's not really there? Or he, he might be there, but he might not be leading that pitch because he's not going to be the coach if Filipowski goes. That's what it really comes down to. Is the program going to sell itself at this point? I think it will. I think Duke is Duke, and everyone that is going into their, their recruiting process has always grown up with Krzyzewski being the guy that's led the powerhouse, but the powerhouse is still there. Yeah, and I think you make a really great example with Filipowski in saying that he's going down to Duke. Um, does he care that much that Krzyzewski's probably not going to be that a part of his tour? Obviously, he was recruited by John Scher, who is going to replace Krzyzewski down in Durham, but what kind of impact does that have for a recruit saying, you know, the legendary coach that you've been looking up to isn't going to be here when you arrive? Um, and does that help other teams in the ACC, especially um, when that in, in terms of recruits that might land uh, elsewhere instead of Duke? And I think it's, that it is going to work out like that. 
Yeah, it's a question that's only going to be answered by what actually happens. But I think in the case of Filipowski specifically, John Scher taking over as the head coach can only help the Blue Devils' chances of landing Filipowski, you'd have to think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And here's the other thing that I think everybody has to keep in mind when talking about the Blue Devils. It's Duke basketball at the end of the day. It's not just Coach K. I mean, Duke basketball is Duke basketball is Duke basketball. I think everybody, a lot of kids growing up have rooted for Duke. And and I think, yeah, of course, Coach K not being there is a huge, huge part of why um, some might not go. But I don't think it's going to change a whole lot. I mean, I think maybe some recruits might not go there, but I think... A lot of people are going to want to play for the Blue Devils anyway. I think the other thing is, <laughs> if I'm a Duke fan, I'm almost more concerned about the transfer portal because everyone that's on the roster right now signed on to play for Coach Krzyzewski, right? And they will get that for one more year. But after that, are they really going to stick around for John Shire? They might. They might not. True. Everyone True. that, really that comes to that. Duke from here on out knows full well that it's going to be John Shire. And good on Duke to get ahead of the ball right there, get ahead of the curve and say, hey, before any recruits question their their recruitment to Duke, just know we have a great guy in John Shire that probably should have been a head coach a long time ago. You think so? Uh, yeah, I mean, coming in, he is he is widely respected amongst the recruiting community across the, the country and also just the X's nose community. I'm looking right now at his at his recruits, and he's the guy that recruited Zion Williamson. He's yep. the guy that recruited Cam Reddish. He's the guy that recruited Jason Tatum and Vernon mm-hmm. Carey. So there are a lot of reasons to be really excited about John Shine. Yeah, and I think for that reason especially that things might really not change. Uh down in Duke, I think, and he's only thirty-three bucks. That's the other thing. Like, yeah, he's a very young way, guy. This might actually be good because there, I'm sure, there are recruits that were scared off by Chashevsky's ah, really old, and that doesn't mean that they would go to Syracuse over Duke because Beheim's really old. But you mean to tell sure. me that no recruit has ever been scared off by a head coach's age? Of course they have. That's one of the reasons that Jawan Howard and Brad Stevens, when when he was coaching in college, were so just great. At recruiting, and so important for their programs, because they're a younger voice, they're a fresher face that younger kids could just really relate to. Absolutely. All right, we got to hit a break here on Five Star Review. When we come back, we're going to be doing some fictional fizz, wrapping up with some fizz feedback. Stay with us for our last block. 